Dear Authors is a plot twist conversation with published authors, service providers, and publishing professionals, all discussing the ins and outs of book writing and book publishing. Hey, hey, good people. Happy Wednesday. My name is Janae Brown, and I am the founder and senior publisher of Open Book Publishing. And here at Open Book Publishing, we help authors transform their creative experience, expertise, and professional experience into page-turning published books. And so every Wednesday, we host Dear Authors. We are helping authors learn the ins and outs of publishing through the stories and the interviews from publishing professionals, published authors, and also industry experts. So today we're having one of a necessary and relevant conversation about Black Friday. And you need to learn how you can strategize, leverage, and monetize during Black Friday. So we have a phenomenal industry expert, one of my dear and close friends, Miss Kiara Swift from Glow 4 Media. Hey, Kiara. Well, hello. How are you, Janae? I'm good, girly. How are you? I'm doing well, yes. Good, good, good. <laughs> so tell us, we know that you are a Houston, Texas girl, but for us, <laughs> um, throughout the rest of the world, tell us, who are you, ma'am? Yes, and I want everyone who is in the northern states where I came from to know that, yes, it is warm down here, and I wish you were here with us. Shut are you shaking your head, no? Nobody cares. Shut up. I like to say that. <laughs> I came from the Midwest, and I know it's cold there right now, so sometimes I rub it in just a little bit. But come on down <laughs> to Texas. There's plenty of room. But anyways, my name is Kiara Swift, founder and CEO of Glowforth Social Media Management, where I optimize social media presence and save time for female entrepreneurs who are leveraging social media to um, share their value and expertise online. So that's what I specialize in. And um, as a business owner myself, I know that it is hard to run a business and also be the very best at what it is you do. So I like that I'm able to provide a service to help, you know, people like Janae, who is, you know, publishing queen, okay? And uh, <laughs> sometimes she might not have um, the time to stay up on every single detail of social media. So that's what I'm here for is to help people make sure you maintain your presence, especially across multiple platforms, because mm -hmm. um, sometimes that can be a little daunting with all the different things that are going on. But that's what I specialize in. And I'm here to help you with that. Yes, so Kiara is a friend of OBP. She helped us in our earlier days. So thank you, girl. <laughs> so Kiara, I wanted to have this conversation because I think it's important for authors to acknowledge and realize that they have a product and that they should capitalize on selling this product and they can even have services um, every company known to man is doing something for Black Fridays and authors should not be excluding themselves from this conversation. And so I know that you've been doing a Instagram live series for weeks now, almost months now. Um, every week she has been faithful in educating entrepreneurs about Black Friday and how to prepare and what do you need. And it's necessary information that our authors need, especially now that we're in November we're just a few weeks away but it's still enough time to make a big impact right yes so I really want to talk about it by first just like setting the stage why is Black Friday sales or a Black Friday campaign necessary for a sales strategy well the it's necessary because um 
one, it, people are really ready to spend money. So uh, it's a great way to consider finishing out not only Q4, but your entire year in yeah. regard to revenue and sales. Um, the other reason it's necessary to have a campaign organized for this is because everybody else got a campaign. Okay, you need to be organized in how you present the information and um, in order for it to be most effective because people are going to be getting emails and ads and all the things back and forth. So as if you get in the game, make sure that you are organized and ready to play. Yeah, for sure. Organization is key. People lose out on a lot of money not being organized. Yes. yes. A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of money. So let's talk about the organization part, right? Mm -hmm. How does one develop a Black Friday sales campaign? What are like the key components? Yes, I would imagine it's something similar to when you start, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you start writing a book to where you're talking about your audience first, who are you trying to go after? Because it's 8 billion people, but 8 billion people might not be the right people for your book. Yeah. Um, so you want to make sure that you figure out who are you talking to. And mm -hmm. once you get that narrowed down, that will kind of help you figure out the rest. Like, how should it talk? How should it look? Or how should it talk? How should I talk? How should my captions come across? You know, what should my graphics look like? Should they be bright and bold or should they be, you know, maybe some neutral tones? So different things like that. Knowing your audience is going to help you streamline all those things. Um, and then you want to look into your goals. <clears throat> so some people try to <laughs> start off with uh you know just doing things but they don't know where they're going and it's just like if you get in the car and say i'm gonna drive from houston to new york and just start driving you don't use your gps you don't look up where you're supposed to turn are there any detours so you want to have your goals set up so that you know what you're aiming for if you're like yeah. i want to build my email list then as you're going through your campaign, you should be keeping track of, am I build, are people joining my email list? And if not, then that lets you know that you're not getting towards that goal fast enough. So maybe there's some changes you can make along the way. So get your um, goals together. And then as we just talked about, organize your content. There is a lot of content that you've probably already produced on your page, but you wanna make sure that people can get to where they're trying to get to to find what they're looking for directly from you mm -hmm. hopefully i pointed a, a good picture there when i said that so yeah. let me know if that does not make sense and then um creating and sharing and keeping track so you want to create the content share it and then you necess it's necessary to track what's going on so that you know where to go and then after you assess what's going on if you're reaching your goals you're going in the right direction then you just rinse and repeat yeah. Rinse and repeat is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> yes. It's my ultimate favorite thing to do. There's no need to reinvent the wheel once we got Please the train don't. running. Like, you know, just okay. change the name and do it again. <laughs> it's yes. working. It is working. And there's something that you mentioned that I didn't even consider. Um, but a Black Friday sales campaign is still a campaign fundamentally. And so it doesn't have to be all about selling, right? It seems no. like you could no. use this opportunity opportunity, like you said, to build your email list. So um, I guess my follow-up question is besides making money, what yeah. else could you um, guarantee or what else could you commit to or what else could you go for for this Black Friday's campaign? Yes. So another one besides building your email list is uh, getting rid of old 
things that you don't want to use anymore. Maybe you are selling a course on how to, you know, become a ghostwriter. I just threw that out there. I don't even know what a ghostwriter is really all the way, <laughs> but still, um, I figure the people watching probably do. But if you are have a course like that, and maybe you made the course a year and a half ago, and it's time to retire it because you're creating another one. So to get rid of things that you no longer need, Mm -hmm. um, or maybe if you have a book that was written and you need to, you know, you only have a few more copies left of that. So uh, I, I call it getting rid of old stocks. So getting rid of old stocks that you can make room for what you're about to release, you know, next year. Um, another thing is creating a spark in people who are past buyers. So sometimes um, you you communicate with people through email and they may not come to your email for, you know, six months. They're still getting them, but maybe they didn't haven't read them or maybe they bought a book six months ago and you've had two release since then and you want them to come back and check these books out so that's another reason is to re-spark past buyers interest yeah that's really really good because i think what um not just authors but entrepreneurs leaders have to realize is that you have to build a community yes. you have to build an engaging community then build a transition that engagement community into a sales community mm -hmm. um so then when you are running these campaigns and things of that sort they are ready to buy they are already hungry and waiting for you to buy so that's really good you could simply use and that is getting money right because you're building this community you're committing to being consistent in nurt and nurturing them so that when you have something to sell 2023 now they're ripe and ready so it's still right. selling friends it's still selling yep it is and it you have to sell. sell please don't try to skip that step it is necessary if you want to make money you must sell okay <laughs> See, Kiara, this is why you are here, right? Because Thanks, you <laughs> I just need people to say what I've been saying, so it's not just a me thing. Right? Oh, yes, yes. I've been like, how did you expect to sell the book? You ain't told nobody you got a book, huh? Like, how was that supposed to work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that because I want to touch on um, this organization part, right? So let's talk about tools, systems. What does one need for... <laughs> I'm looking at my notes for make sure I don't get off track because, you know, I can go on a tangent. Yes. Tell us, girl, so, what is it? You're so silly. <laughs> so um, really to do a Black Friday strategy, you don't necessarily have to have a ton of things. There's just a few things that I would suggest you have. Mm -hmm. um, one is obviously social media, because I believe in social media. You don't need to have every social media. OK, okay. Um, it is kind of close. So I would say stick to what you're comfortable with right now, what you already have set up and just try to maximize on that so that you don't, um, you know, use out all your time that you have or get spread yourself too thin. So social media, I would highly suggest email. Um, okay. Email is probably one of the top ways to make sales, period. Um, okay. As far as marketing goes, email is pretty high. So I would incorporate that if you can just make a few email sequences or maybe even one email sequence for the uh, for the book that you're selling. Um, maybe even do a wait list or something like that uh, so that you can start collecting those emails. <clears throat> Another reason we'll talk about that is because email collecting the emails is going to be great for retargeting, but we'll get to that on a different time. <laughs> so mm -hmm. social media, emails, and then something to track your progress. So whether you want to invest in a CRM, you can do something like that. You can also use Google Sheets or Excel. 
So don't okay. make it hard, but you want to make sure that you keep track of some kind of way to say, how are you being effective at doing what you're doing with your campaign? And then last but not least, a content scheduler in Canva. If you mm -hmm. want to make some graphics, don't make it hard. There's a billion graphics in Canva. Pick one, <laughs> mutant it up a little bit. Do not spend a lot of time making it perfect. And then put it in the content scheduler. There's free ones. There's paid ones. Meta has a free one. Um, so yeah, don't make it too hard. Just get the information out there in a way that's organized and then let it be. Don't be a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. And say that again, because, um, we have a tendency, especially, I feel like, um, authors are leaders at heart, right? Mm -hmm. And as a leader, we tend to mask the spirit of excellence with the fear of imperfection. Yes. I, I agree with that with myself, not, not about authors, but yes. Well, I, I, I'll say it for the authors okay. because I'm one of them, right? Like <laughs> wanting everything to be perfect. Is this the right teal? Is that the right gold for OBP's yeah. color scheme? Just put it out. Yeah, <laughs> Let's put it out and sell it. And sometimes we have to be willing to take imperfect action especially if this is your first black friday sales campaign don't get caught up in the aesthetics don't get Amen. caught up in the semantics focus on the goal and the goal isn't to make sure it's the right gold and the right green right just let it go because um i i mean i said this to you before kira i feel like we're all crying broke instead of going to gold mine Put it out. Sell it. <laughs> I love how you said that. Put girl, put that on a cup somewhere. Come on now. You know I should, Kara. You should. Thank really you. Should. Trademark it right after we get off of this live. Trademark. Yes, ma'am. On it. So yes. something that you mentioned. Okay. So we talked about KPIs, essentially tracking systems, CRMs, right? Um but for the emails, is there a specific tool that we can use that you recommend um, if we want to create an email sequence? Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of them. There's Flowdesk. There, I use MailerLite. There's ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, uh, Clavio. There's a, a bunch of them. I use MailerLite and it costs me $10 a month to have up to, I think it's up to a thousand subscribers. Okay. So, Again, when you get in there, don't make it hard. Don't be worried about is are my letters on the left or the right. Write the email and put it in the in the automation and go yeah, on to the it. next email. <laughs> you do it, not want it. to have grammatical errors. I will tell you that. Make sure you yes. get that correct. We don't want that. We don't want to skip over that. But um, yeah, just make sure you get the information in there. Write a sequence. Um, that's that's good to go for when people join your email list or when they purchase something from you or when they download your lead magnet or all three if you have time to write sequences for all three of them okay so i'm gonna come back to that because i do okay. want to touch on lead magnets but okay. before we do that something you didn't mention that i'm wondering if it's nece how necessary is a sales page right oh yes you do need a sales page okay so um, tell yes. us what is a sales page? Where can we create a sales page and what needs to be on the sales page? Yes. So I will tell you that I am not a specialist in copy. This is a copywriting specialty, yes. but yes, yes, yes. I will tell you, I did a live with someone at Copy Fresh and it's Copy Fresh, Copy with a K. And her mm -hmm. name is Shamia Davis. So I'm going to uh, tell you what she told me. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with the sales copy page, um, you want to make sure that it has uh, 
let me see that it's got you have to have calls to action throughout the pages so um, remember that also remember that we are skimmers um, a lot of people are skimmers and so you want to make sure that again those calls to actions are throughout the page you want to make sure that uh, you have you know like headers that kind of talk about exactly what you're talking about and then underneath have it kind of broken down a little bit so it'd be like having a header sentence that overall talks about what is in the paragraph underneath if that makes mm -hmm. sense so mm -hmm. that way for the skimmers they can understand what's in the paragraph without having to read it because of your headline yeah. so you have those going down you also want to make sure that you have um what was the other one that you have uh testimonials of course you want testimonials on their social proof and um oh shoot there's one more that she said that we needed to have of course i don't remember it let me see if I can remember it as we talking, because it's a big one and I feel like I should remember this, um, but I don't. It just it just mm -hmm. left my mind. But I will tell you that, uh, again, her name is Shamia Davis, and I actually just released a reel this morning that has the answer okay. in it. Okay. <laughs> well, in my stories. <laughs> but I will say this, too, to keep it simple, go mm -hmm. to GoDaddy and get a domain name. Use oh, yes. WordPress, Wix. Um, Squarespace, Shopify, whatever you're comfortable with to make the sales page. Yes. And the call to action, I would say you need to have it frequently throughout your page to tell people to buy what you're selling and communicate the value. Huh? I remember what it is. Oh, what was it? Addressing their, um, addressing why they would not want to buy it. So it, like mm. exactly talking about it while they're there so that by the time they finish reading your page, they have no objections, Ad addressing their objections. That's what it was. So okay. make sure you talk about those throughout. So whether it's price, make sure you talk about, you know, the value of the investment or if you have a payment plan or anything like that so that people, will, after they see the price, they're like, oh, I didn't realize I had this. Or if there's any other objections that you can come up or that you can think of your audience would have, address mm -hmm. those on your sales page. Yeah, I will also tell you authors to make sure that your sales page is mobile compatible. Okay. A lot of people shop on their phone. A lot of people use their phone more than anything. So you want to make sure that it doesn't look janky on the phone and then looks real good on the computer. Um, and then make sure also here was talking about like that header section. You yes. want the header section to really communicate why they want this right off the bat, because that's going to be the first thing they see in a very small screen of a mobile device versus your computer. So to not overcomplicate it, repurpose the language that you have in your book, repurpose the language that you have in your synopsis, because in those spaces, you're communicating the value, right? And so just repurpose that language to put on your sales page, but you absolutely have to have a sales page because your um, your emails and your social media, it needs to direct people to where they should go and buy, mm -hmm. right? You do not right. want 50,000 people uh, DMing you. <laughs> you, mean, yes. you don't. You want to be organized authors. You also want to make sure that you have your payment system set up. Use PayPal. It's simple and sweet. If you're using, use Stripe, use Square, use all the stuff that you got on your phone anyway. Like, do not overcomplicate this. Don't right. use Cash App. 
okay because we want to not mingle money but we'll have a text conversation later (laughs) but use uh something that's for your business because that's what your book sales are you're selling a product connect them to your whatever um platform you're using for your sales for your sales page and just sell y'all like sell the book create a campaign and just sell the book you got it that's right just sell the book. <laughs> um, so let's talk about what do we need to do now? Um, what do we need to do to prepare ourselves for the actual day of Black Friday? What needs to happen? What should we be doing? Yes. So I would suggest uh, in um, preparation for social media, I would suggest starting to plan out your content okay. and uh, creating your content and getting it scheduled. That way it's not something you need to worry about uh, as Black Friday arrives and going through Black Friday. Just have it there to auto post. You can auto post stories and reels and um, and feed posts. So I would just say, get all those things ready and scheduled. Um, I would also plan out when you're gonna go live because mm. uh, I would really suggest you doing some type of live video Uh, as part of your sales um, and give people an opportunity to ask questions live or for you to address frequently asked questions or just to even just build excitement. So people, um, when you're a service provider like myself or when you are the face, so like the author, you are the face of the product that you're selling. People really like to connect with people more than they like to connect just with the book. So putting yourself out there, if you are not afraid of it, if you are afraid, I would suggest just practicing and just giving it a try. Um, But for sure, schedule out when you plan to go live. Um, That way you can get ready for that. And I do also have a Black Friday series video about overcoming the fear of going live on my page. So if you want that, just go over there. Um, Shalonda Speaks did a live with us that gave some actionable steps that will help you prepare to go live. If you haven't done it before, if you just have some kind of fear of public speaking, uh, that's something that you can look at, but definitely incorporate live video. And then again, getting your your tracking together, however you're going to track what you're doing. And you're, we already talked about your sales page. So yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just preparation and organization. Um, I will touch on organization again. So organize your social media. Um, So uh, there are lots of different features on different platforms, depending on what you use. Um, So like on Instagram, some of my favorite ways to organize content are with the highlights and with guides um, and with the pinned comments. So if you can use those, those are three quick areas that people can go to directly to see, you know, what have your customer reviews been? How do I join your email list? What's, uh, where's your lead magnet? How do I, you know, this, that, and the other. So those are three things that you can use there. And then again, on LinkedIn, there's the featured section. Um, there's your link in bio that's uh, up at the top mm-hmm. of the page now. And then um, also your about section where you can talk about, you know, who you serve and how you serve them best. Yeah. Um, so really just getting it organized so that when people come to you, they're not just like, I don't know what to click on. I don't know where to go because there will be some people like that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you want to make sure that it's easy. And then also for the people who are coming back, your hot leads, um, that way it gives them a way to get to where they need to go quickly without having to go all through the content. That's really, really good. And I didn't know that you can schedule reels. Yes, you can schedule reels now. 
Um, I yeah. have later and you can schedule. I have later. Oh. I can schedule them in later. I know you can schedule them in Metricool and Publer. Um, and I think I don't use Meta Biz Suite that much, but I think you can schedule them in Meta Biz Suite too. Meta, Meta Business Suite and Meta Creator Studio. So, yes. The more you know. The huh. more you know, honey. <laughs> yes. so, so, you won't be able to use, like, you know, when you upload it into Instagram and you can choose from, like, any song you want. Um, so, I want to say when you use Meta, um, you have to use a specific specific kinds of music. It's not like when you upload it live. And the same thing, if you made your reel in Canva or in another like CapCut or InShot, um, you can use the music that's in there um, okay. and then upload it. So it already has to have music in order for you to upload it, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you said something um, about going live, right? You know, this I is... I did, yes. Come on. Did. So... <laughs> And she is never going to take her head, her foot nope. off of my throat about it. I'm so, not, but you're going live. What you talking about? Look, you're going live. So my question is, right, for, um, does it need to be live or does it need to be video? Um, I would suggest going live. Yes. But if you start with video, that's a good way to start because you can still upload the pre-recorded videos to stories and as part of your feed posts. So wherever you feel you need to start, I would just get started at being comfortable with being on camera live. Yeah. Um, what makes it a little bit easier for me is one, being prepared. If you already know what you're going to talk about, then just talk about what you're going to talk about. <laughs> um, and then if somebody asks a question, then, you know, you can answer the question if you don't have the answer right then. It's just like if somebody asked you in person, you say, mm -hmm. I don't have the answer, but you better believe I'm about to go find it and I'm going to get yeah. back to you. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, you know, you speak in public all day long. You talk to people you don't know in person. It may not be on a platform of where there's thousands of people watching you, but when you get on camera live, I mean, I don't even wait for people to come on. I just start talking like I'm making a video for my content library. <laughs> I answer, and then if people hop on and start asking questions, I answer them, but I stick to what I, what my topic was for that day. And I go okay. through my notes to keep myself on track. Okay. Um, Another thing is perfect example. What Janae is doing is talking to somebody, have a conversation. But again, we already, we already knew what the topic was going to be and some of the questions that we were going to talk about. So that eases it, but then also having someone else to, you know, go through it with you to talk back and forth. Um, sometimes that will help you as well. And that's really what was going to be my next question was, do you have tips for authors about collaborations? How does one, this is the question that we all need to know here. No <laughs> uh -oh. pressure. How do we um, reach out to an individual mm -hmm. to collaborate with respectfully? What is the etiquette for collaboration? Yes. So I like to collaborate with people who have a similar audience to me and um, also maybe a similar follower count, if that makes sense. So I'm not reaching out to people with 10,000 followers talking about, girl, let's collab um, while I got 350, you know, so I try to stay you like, in the wheelhouse of like a thousand to 2000. Um, mm -hmm. And then also having the same audience. And then uh, even if they're in the same industry, so even if you collaborate with another author, there's different things that you all probably address 
in your content and um, maybe some different things that can, I mean, it just really depends on the topic. You guys could just get on there and talk about, you know, behind the scenes in the life of an author and just talk about life, how it is in your life as an author versus their life as an author. Um, it could be a specific topic that both of your books address. Um, so just different things to get your audience involved. It doesn't necessarily have to be selling in the video. Mm. When you're collabing with someone, it can be, um, but it doesn't have to be. The point is for people to be able to come on and start building community. And then when people get more curious about you, they start to look and see, oh, what does she do? Okay, I liked her vibe. I like her. Okay, let me follow mm. her. Let me look at her content. And then it becomes that to where they start getting more interested in what you have. Uh, the other great thing that's great about collaborations is you're getting access to the other person's audience yep. and they're getting access to yours. So um, that gives you more eyes on more new eyes on you and your content and what you have to offer. For sure. And I'm so glad you mentioned that. I was really hoping that you uh, touched on um, the benefit of collaboration is connecting you to other folks' audiences because as a um, author who's selling a book rather for Black Friday or not, you mm -hmm. want to get exposure to yes. an audience base, a following base, a network mm -hmm. base, because you can now funnel those folks over into your readers community right yes. mm -hmm. so That's as true. much as you should be connecting with people who have like a similar count being respectful in your ask you mm -hmm. also should be targeting folks who will have an audience that will be potential buyers of your book potential readers right um Correct. So like if Kiera was writing a book on marketing, right, she might want to connect with another marketer or she might want to connect with me because I have a bunch of authors who need to learn marketing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's something completely different. But my following can totally be a part of her reader community. So mm -hmm. collaborations is definitely key. Um, and I also think, too, you'll see the difference in your analytics. Yes. You will see a big difference in your numbers. And um, something uh, that Kara was mentioning was about those various um, systems to plan your content and schedule your content. They mm -hmm. also help you track your KPIs, track your numbers. And so does the actual platform. Like you can just go on Instagram and see it for yourself. You can just go on Facebook and just see it for yourself. And then you'll be able to see, oh, shoot going live is effective and that, alone, <laughs> <laughs> and so that alone will build up your confidence to uh continue to get you out there but authors mm -hmm. especially if it's your first black friday sale you want to be visible right mm -hmm. you want to be visible of course you should go live but if you don't go live that should not stop you from being visible and or, i tell people all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My favorite cereal is Frosted Flakes, right? Is it? Okay. Kara, don't do that. What I you know, I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. You can continue. I'm sorry. I was like, you <laughs> So I love Tony the Tiger, okay? We love Frosted Flakes, but... I see Cheerios commercials every day. And this is from a person who does not even watch TV like that. When would I do that? See Cheerios every day. I hear it on the radio. I hear it in the car. They got a billboard everywhere. You're going to see Cheerios. Now Cheerios got like black folks in the in the commercials. They got blended families in the commercials. Right. Like, you see Cheerios 
everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I go to the Publix, ain't no Frosted Flakes. You know what I buy? Cheerios. Because it was in my face this whole time. <laughs> like, it's programming, right? Mm-hmm. Cheerios is never going out of business because they are yeah. always putting themselves in front of you. And so I said that to say that if you're selling a product, we need to see it. Get on people's nerves. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Cheerios gets on my last nerve and I got a box of Cheerios in my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a box of Cheerios. And I think that we have to realize that we can't take things personal. We can't be afraid of putting ourselves out there. We can't overwhelm ourselves with trying to be perfect. You are trying to sell a product. And the number one way to sell a product is to tell somebody that it's here. Yes. And so get like Cheerios, friends. Annoy us. You might get this. Right. I think I get three emails a day from Bed Bath and Beyond. Not Bed Bath and Beyond. They out of business. Bath and Body Works. Mm-hmm. Um, you got your candle. All them peek me. Yeah. Just and they, fab. they ain't scared to email you, text you, call you. They don't call nobody, but mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying. They all up in your face so yes they're all in your face even um fashion nova right mm-hmm. I, I bought one thing from fashion nova and i cannot get them to stop sending me text wow. messages no, but <laughs> but when i needed something last minute i was like dang where am i gonna get fashion nova because it's in my it's popping up every day it's engraved at this point that if you need something really quick really cute ish you know we could go on fashion nova and just get it <laughs> and so i think it's important for you to understand a psychology programming for your consumer put it out there as frequently as it makes you uncomfortable every time you're like nah I shouldn't do it do it because you need to program people to be conditioned to seeing you seeing your product in your book is your product it totally is your product that's right so miss ma'am let's talk about um life after black friday right the day after black friday what should we be doing so after black friday weekend Mm -hmm. i would suggest you know going back and figuring out how you did um compare it to past and then also figure out what you're going to do because you still have Christmas and the end of Q4. So the end of the year is not over. That was just one weekend. So remember that, but you're going to look at, you know, did you run any ads? Did they work? What kind of content was, you know, moving your product the fastest or getting people to your profile or different things like that. So you're going to assess how you did over black Friday. And -hmm. then you're going to try and I don't want to say regurgitate, but you're going to keep going (laughs) with what was working well through Christmas. Um, so whether you're having a different sale or it's again, people are still shopping after Black Friday. So you still want to keep your products in front of them, continue educating on them, continue telling people why they need it. Um, how will, how were they before or how do you, how do you relate to them and how they feel now versus how they will feel after they've read your, your um, book, all those things, continue addressing those through Christmas, through the end of the year. Um, and then I would also say, if you're collecting those emails, consider doing retargeting emails okay. um, to stay in front of people again. And that's even beyond Q4. Um, and then also <clears throat> making sure that you, again, wrap your Q4 up with a bow and then take a risk. Go somewhere and sit down. You did real good for 2020. 
Okay. Kick your feet up for a little bit. Do not forget to rest. Um, and just be proud of whatever progress you made. I want to say for my first Black Friday, it was a hot mess, but I went live. I made the content. I did like all the things I could. And I remember all those things. And I went back and, you know, you look at what you did wrong, what you can do better and just keep improving on it. But regardless, I had some wins, even mm -hmm. though they weren't the wins I was expecting. So look at those wins that you had, because when you didn't, before you had even planned this out, you thought maybe you couldn't even do this. And then all of a sudden it was something you did. You did all this stuff. You got it all organized. You sold this much stuff and you didn't even think you were going to be able to do that four weeks ago. So be excited in what you did, regardless of how it turns out and use it as a learning moment, regardless of how you did so that you can capitalize on it for the next year. And even, and by next year, I don't mean next Black Friday for that, of course, but into 2023. Don't wait until next Black Friday to start implementing what you learned on Black Friday. Use it throughout the year. And and I'm so glad you said that because that was going to be my next question. Do we wait to use this stuff Black Friday, the Black Friday 2023, or do we start to tweak this and repurpose it throughout the year? I would repurpose it throughout the year. Yep. Mm -hmm. If it was working to bring you traffic, if it was working to get you sales, if it was working to get people to download your product, if it was working to get people to read your captions, if it was working to build your blog traffic, mm -hmm. I don't know why you would want to stop that. I would keep going. <laughs> and you know, I think, I think too, or I wonder, I wonder your thoughts on this. Um, should we be testing, um, campaigning throughout the year so that we could I don't want to say experts but we have like essentially been able to identify these type of emails are working these mm -hmm. types of lives are working these types of collabs are working so when Black Friday hits 2023 we have we've been testing it throughout the entire year and now we can just run the play you can um you can test different things for your audience. Uh, what I will say is that um, to get new eyes on there for Black Friday, you might have to tweak it a little bit okay. when you get closer to Black Friday. But as far as how it's working for nurturing the audience that you have, um, that will probably play a good part into how you continue to nurture them into Black Friday. So some of the language may change because, of course, for Black Friday, you want to create, you know, fear of missing out and a sense of urgency and all those things. So some of that might change you know because you know black friday it's like do it today or it's going tomorrow you know you mm -hmm. don't have to be so intense throughout the year <laughs> but um with some of the topics and the way that you address them um the different angles you come from what you're repurposing it to the platforms you use all those things are valuable at how you're nurturing and you can carry all that into um how you do black friday Okay. Okay. That makes complete sense. You, I can see how you would need to make the tweaks specifically for Black Friday. Um, something that you mentioned that I thought of is you talked about FOMO, fear of missing out, right? And so a lot of people do, uh, like you say, like it's only here for Black Friday. Right. Right. Yeah. So what if we have an author who says, I don't know, I have a toolkit that uh, is only here for Black Friday. I have 50 um, we're selling it for Black Friday and they sell 30. Okay. What do they do with the rest? Okay, yes, got it. Yes. So <laughs> I know if that was the question. I thought she was going to say something else. Okay, yes. So if you still have some left over, there's a couple things you can do. Um, you can keep the, you can sell the other 20 if you want to, because you still have Christmas. So you could... Mm. 
Um, you can bundle them up with something else. You could save them for another time of year, or if you really need to get rid of them. I mean, there's so many different things that you could do with them. So um, let's start with this. You could, after Black Friday, you could um, maybe bundle them onto something else that you offer. Okay. You could save it as an add-on for maybe later on in the year and do like maybe a 2.0 version to where you mm. um, add something on and say, I, you don't have to, you don't, first of all, you ain't got to tell people you didn't sell the other 20. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> but That's what real. you can do is take the 20 that you have left um, in a sense and then make it more valuable or more appealing so that you sell the other 20 that you have. Okay. Um, if all else fails and you're like, I just need to get rid of it and get, you know, move on with it. You could add it on as a freebie for, you know, something else, someone buys something else, or if you wanted to, you could offer it at a discounted rate. So those are some, some options that you have, but yeah. Okay. We actually have a question. Um, yeah, it says, hey, good people. I don't have access to LinkedIn at the moment, but what are your thoughts on boosting an IG post? Mm -hmm. No, um, I would not boost the IG post uh, because it's not targeted, if that makes sense. Mm. So you're, when you boost it, it just it just shows it to more people. It doesn't care who it shows it to. It just says it saw 50 people saw it. You boosted it. Now a thousand people saw it. You don't know who those thousand people are. It could have only been like, 25 people that were in your target audience. So if you can, I would, if you're trying to do um, paid content or paid ads, if that's what you're going for, because I think boosted posts do cost money, I would instead go into Meta Business Suite and create an ad that is targeted. Um, you can do a little bit of targeting in Instagram, but I would go into Meta Business Suite because it has a lot more features if you're trying to do paid ads. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would put my money there if I was trying to get it in front of more eyes. You might as well pick the eyes that it's getting in front of so that it's more effective. Okay, so on... If you boost the post on IG, it's going to get in front of more people. You're just not going to know who those people are or be able to access those people. But on uh, the meta, if mm -hmm. you were to purchase a paid ad, you get to select the people that they're sending the post to. Is that accurate? You can to a sense. Um, okay. So there's also in Instagram, you can do an Instagram ad within Instagram and it does let you do a little bit of, you know, picking out who, but Meta Business Suite is more granular in how you get the target and how you get it in front of your targeted audience. And so uh, you can either do things that are more general to, I mean, it can get as granular as you know, you could have your own list of people and you can upload the list. Uh, you can do retargeting. You can put in there and say, if somebody liked my post about this, my, my video about this, make sure they see this ad. Like you can do mm. a lot of different things in there. So it depends on how you want to do it. You can create your own audience, which means you tell it who to show it to. You can say women this age in this area who like videos, who are on, you know, at this time, who are, you can get all this different information for who they show it to. So there's a ton of different options in there if you want to be more effective with how you're using your money for ads, for paid ads. Interesting. I didn't mm -hmm. know that the Meta Business Suite did all that. That's really good yeah, information. Yeah, go on in there and check it out. They got a lot of stuff in there. That's really, really good information. And so onto that same uh, space, uh, will making the pay ad on Meta Business Suit also put... 
Okay. So they have a question for you too. Had a different question, but that's fine. Okay, so they ask, "Will making the paid ad on the Meta Business Suite also post on Instagram?" Yes, you can choose to have it post on Instagram. You can choose if it's a real, uh, if it's a, if it's a reels ad or if it's a story ad, a, mm-hmm. a post ad, whichever okay. one you want. Mm-hmm. And that was what was going to be my question is I see sometimes on um, Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. too, it says sponsored at the top. Yes. And then it sometimes is in my feed, sometimes it's in my stories. Mm-hmm. Are those from Meta Business Suite or is that something completely different? Nope. That's from Meta Business Suite. That okay. is similar to boosting a post. So okay. I mean, it is it is a paid ad. I can't remember if sponsored because I'm hardly ever on Facebook, but yes, um, on their I want to say that's the same as boosting a post on Instagram. So I will I will need to check that out to be for sure. But it is okay. paid. It is someone did pay to put it in front of you. I just don't know if they targeted you when they did it. Okay. Okay. So here's my last question, ma'am. I really yeah. had to, but we can probably combine them. <laughs> <laughs> so for authors, specifically our first time authors, it is November 3rd. Thanksgiving is in like 20 days. What type of campaigns or what type of things could they do for Black Friday? Like what could be their Black Friday campaign? Yes. So um, some campaigns that you could do are the easiest way to break it down is micro service, micro product. And Mm -hmm. um, there's another one, micro service, micro product, Um, but basically micro forms of what you have. So um, it may not work if you have a book, (laughs) but um, you might have to help me out with the authors for uh, have one book, but um, you could always do a a buy one and then have it accompanied with something that helps. So like if you had a how to book, um, how to, be organized in a crazy a world. I don't know. What if that was it? And then if you had time to, you could go on Canva and maybe make a, a checklist that lets them mm-hmm. know what's the order 10 things you can do every day and say it also comes with a daily checklist for you to, to help keep you on track or something like that. Um, so you can always bundle on value if you want. Um, another thing is you can have some sort of, or if you have a suite of products that you offer, you don't necessarily have to put every single thing on sale. You can just do maybe uh, your top sellers or just two random ones that you want to sell. That way you only have to market two products instead of if you have 10 books that you have, you don't have to market all 10 of them at one discount. You can say, but these two are this percentage off. And then you just market those that are at the higher percentage. So kind of focused on your um, what kind of offer you're having. You don't have to have a discount. I want you to know that you do not have to have a discount on your product. You one, one more time. One more time. One more time. Just because it's Black Friday does not mean your product needs to be on sale as in discounted. Um, you just need to market, 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 market. You just make it look better than everyone else's. That's and right. like I said, an easier way to do that is if you bundle on extra value. So maybe it comes with a assigned copy if over Black Friday versus just a regular copy, or maybe mm-hmm. it comes with a greeting video. I don't even know what tell you tell me what what comes with a book when you normally have a book because I'm more in services so I can mm-hmm. name a ton of services that people could add on but what about books but that's exactly <laughs> right it's services so um oh. autograph copies is adding okay. value to your $19.97 book now if it's autographed you can make it a $30 book you can make it $27.99 you can make it straight up $30 
um, and you could say that there's only a limited amount of those autographed copies because you want to create FOMO. Um, something else you could do is those lives that Kiera was telling you to um, do, you could take those lives down and package them as a toolkit. And then they accompany your book and you put that on the sales page and you make sure the only way they can access the lives is if they were to purchase the toolkit. Um, and that's for <laughs> and that's yes. fictional or nonfiction um or nonfiction authors. So nonfiction, of course, are more information based, so you can make it a toolkit. But like a fictional author, I tell people all the time what they love more then the book is you, right? They want these exclusive interviews. They want to know how you came up with the characters. They want to know your writing process. Like these are like the real lit heads, like totally, totally into literature, right? Yes. Go live to promote and share those um, intricate details that create intimacy about your fictional book and then take it down. Everyone is going to wonder where it goes. Now it's an exclusive. And yep. so the exclusive, um, you can host an event. You can have oh, a virtual yes. event and sell the tickets. You better come on, Janae. You better, <laughs> you better come on with these ideas. Come on now. I hope y'all taking notes. Go ahead. What's next? Keep going. I can't stand you. <laughs> You're doing good. I like these. You can sell um you can sell the tickets to an event, right? Like think about pre-COVID days, pre-pandemic. We used to go to book signings and we used to go to book readings. And um, I used to love book signings because like the author will have a QA with the journalist or the author will read pages from um or chapters rather from the book. And then at the end, you go and buy the book and stand in line and sell it. You can do the same thing on Zoom. <laughs> do the same thing on That's Zoom. So you can legit do the same thing on Zoom. You could, um, when you go through the editing process, like we said in episode two, especially if you come to open book publishing, some of your chapters might not make it. Straight up, no chase. They might not make it. You could have exclusive chapters. Nice. Right? Like, you could. I tell people all the time, you should flip your book like a house. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all. You should flip your book the way a real estate agent and a lender flips a house. There's so much that you can do with your book, regardless mm -hmm. of the genre. As long as you do what Kiara said very first on in the episode is know your audience know what they want they want so much more than your book why do they mm -hmm. want your book what are they going to do with this book rather if it's for education or entertainment what are they going to do with this book and give them everything they want feed the people and sell the food that's it that's all come on now yes feed them and sell the food yeah. <laughs> we from the south so you know we got to keep it how we know <laughs> feed the people and sell the food that's oh. it True. That is True. it. That's all. But yeah, that's um we are dedicating to open book publishing the entire month to Black Friday. So guys, follow and connect with us and we'll have a lot of tips about Black Friday. And Kiara is yeah. doing a um uh IG live every week getting folks together about Black Friday. So definitely tap in with her. And so Kiara, share with us where um we can stay connected with you. Yes, you can stay connected with me on Instagram at Glow4Media, on TikTok at Glow4Media, 
and on uh, LinkedIn. It's under my name, Kiara Swift. So connect with me in those areas. Also, I'm also on Pinterest if you're a Pinterest person. If you're not using Pinterest and you are a writer, you need to be doing so. Uh, that that right. have to be a different episode. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'm on Pinterest <laughs> under Glow for it Media. So connect with me on any of those and uh, feel free to DM me or email me if you have questions. We're going to get you right for Black Friday and even beyond with your social media. And go back and re-listen to her lives about... Um, being comfortable with going live and go re-listen to all the other gems that she dropped on all of her other episodes regarding Black Friday. You guys need this information. Um, And then also, as you guys know, I am Janae Brown from Open Book Publishing. You can stay connected with us specifically um, about what we recommend you do as an author for Black Friday. We are dedicating all of November for Black Friday and we're going to give you some live examples through myself. So if you follow my personal page, Miss Miss Janae B, you'll see how we are implementing these examples because we have a surprise coming up for you guys. And then on Open Book Publishing's Instagram and LinkedIn and social platforms, we're going to be teaching um, the things that you can do. So we're giving strategy on Open Book Publishing's pages and giving examples on my page. So make sure that you are tuned into all of the things. And so as always, authors, I like to leave you guys with an affirmation. And so for the very last episode here, you're part of episode eight, our final episode for season one. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. This is it, guys. This is all we have for season one. We are closing. We're telling you to sell your books. (laughs) We're telling you to sell your books. We will be back for um, season two. Um, so you have to make sure that you connect with us so that you can see and be the first to know when season two is starting. But until then, you can watch all of the replays on our YouTube channel, Open Book Publishing, search on YouTube. Um, and so as always, we always leave the show with a affirmation. And my affirmation to close out this season and also to close out this episode is Dear Author, Sell Your Book. Do not be afraid to make money because here's the thing about money. Money is just the measurement tool of your impact. You wrote the book to change lives. You wrote the book to inspire. You wrote the book to educate. You wrote the book to entertain. Whatever your why is from writing this book, the way that you measure how many people it connected to was your book sales. So look at money like the KPIs that Kira was telling you about earlier. Dear authors, sell your books. That's it. That's all. That's all we got. (laughs) And so thank you, friends. Thank you, authors, for joining us for season one of Dear Authors. And until next time, be well. Bye, guys. The Dear Authors Podcast is powered by Open Book Publishing. Stay tuned for a quick commercial for our authors. Have you been thinking about writing a book? Has anyone ever told you that you should? Do you want to write a book but you don't know the first thing about writing or publishing? Well, Publish Like the Pros is the book for you. Publish Like the Pros, the playbook for high performers to write their first book like a seasoned pro, covers book writing, a three-step publishing formula, and organic marketing. To grab your copy of Publish Like the Pros, visit thepublishingpros.co. Again, that is thepublishingpros.co. Happy reading!